Tensions are high on Y2K at the New Year's Eve party. A not-so-secret conversation changes the lives of the trio forever. And in the summer of 2000, suspicion falls on Ned after some new evidence from summer of 99 comes to light. Are y'all just excited as I am to start this episode or what? Okay, so first off, y'all, y'all finna get all of the songs, Okay. Like I said, this brings about so many memories. First off, my question is, why they didn't start the episode off with the Prince? Okay, party like it's 99. So we're gonna party like it's 1999. Instead, they actually started off with Creep. Yeah, just keep it on the down low. Cause nobody is supposed to know. Alright, it's the summer of 99, y'all, and... Megan don't want nobody to know what happened at that party between her and Luke, okay? Especially that part about when they were looking into each other's eyes real cute-like. And then all of a sudden, his stomach started feeling queasy and he got sick. Oh, man, what is she going to do now? It was hella awkward. And so Izzy is just like, well, girl, just pretend like it never happened, okay? And when all is right with the world again, the universe will set itself accordingly and let you get a do-over, that is some really good advice, okay? Izzy be coming up with the really good advice, y'all. She don't live a little bit. So then we go over to the winner of 99. And y'all remember that Megan was just informed about Izzy being the one that kissed Luke, even though we know that Luke is lying, right? So Megan is in her room and Izzy comes up and she's like, oh my gosh, are you ready to party? Like, it's the last day of the world. And she was like, yes, I'm actually really just ready for this day to be over and tomorrow to get here. So people can't quit asking me that, okay? That's the type of poopy vibe that she's on today. <laughs> and so Megan, uh, not Megan, Izzy picks up on it. And she says that her New Year, New Year's resolution is to just have a fresh start, okay? She wants to start the year new, start all over. And of course, one of her resolutions is to also not be as uh, much of a slob as she is. And Megan comes in with the quick little one, too, and was like, yeah, because you like it messy, don't you? Ooh. 
is to turn around and just walk out, right? Meanwhile, in the summer of 2000, Megan is somewhere at her house and she gets a knock at the door. It is the lawyer, Tom. And Tom says that she needs to grab her stuff because we need to go down to the sheriff's station. Okay, well, why is that? Well, he called and said that he needed us to get down there, although he didn't give me too many details as to why. And so he ends up telling her that they are officially going to be charging her, y'all. But we don't know with what. Is it going to be with Luke's murder? We shall see. And I forgot to give y'all the disclaimer, okay? Of course, because of what I've already told y'all, the events that are about to unfold happen on or around the following dates. July the 31st, 1999. December 31st, 1999. And july 31st 2000 y'all this is gonna be a really good episode i'm ready to sign are y'all they better play prince later on too so megan luke and izzy are still cleaning up and she mentions how she still got a whole bunch of soda left over just in case luke may want some and like, nah, i'm good all right so they're just making small talk and then he apologizes for getting super wasted last night but it was one for the books okay definitely going down in the hall of fame for parties and so he says that the end of the night well towards the end of the night that was mostly a blur for him okay well which which part do you remember i'm sure megan wants to ask that question however she restrains herself and izzy comes up and she says you know the entire house is clean and so he says that he's got to get ready to go lock up the cabin before the storm comes and um Izzy suggests that Megan go, and Megan is not getting the hint about her going with him so they can have some alone time to sort out their feelings, but then Luke picks up on what she's putting down and says, you know, I could use the extra hands to get this moving along a lot faster, so turns out Megan will be going to the cabin with him after all, okay, so then we go to the summer of 2000, I'm sorry y'all, that was in the summer of 99, summer of 2000, we see Megan, she's back in the sheriff's department, and she's in an interrogation room. So as soon as one of the sheriffs comes in, or the, one of the officers comes in, her lawyer immediately starts to go on the attack, how they have no evidence against her regarding Luke's death, this, that, and the third. And so he was like, whoa, chill, okay, this isn't about that. Actually, she's being charged with a misdemeanor for making fake IDs. And so he goes on to say that she went into the system and they were able to trace it back and that the they found where she was putting the waterproof marks on there and so she's being charged with that so she looks at her lawyer as soon as the officer leaves out and starts pleading with him to make sure to see if there's anything that he can do to get this off of her record because if anything is found on her record she's going to lose her scholarship to UW and so he was like you better be glad that you were 17 and not 18 because this is considered a felony if you were an adult and you would get jail time for sure for sure and so she was like so that's it huh it's just gonna be on my record i mean well there's really nothing that he can do about it okay unfortunately your actions have consequences and so this is just one of those hard ones you're gonna have to take to the chin girl so it's the summer of 99 and megan and luke finally make it to the cabin to go ahead and run through this checklist that daddy steve has made out for luke in preparation for the transition of the new year and he's running through the list and he gets to the part where he needs to check check the flashlights and 
the batteries are going in and out on it so they go to look for batteries she ends up like knocking the flashlight on the table a few times and he remembers why she's so smart okay they do a little subtle flirting and then she just when it looks like they may be finna get ready to do something she says let me go get some candles all right so then we go to the winter of 99 and they are leaving the store and luke says that he forgot his wallet on the counter so he's going back into the store while megan is loading up the groceries that they got so she's putting the stuff in the trunk when ned crazy cabin ned runs over to her because she's got like this little a y2k you know how like you have the party hats on she's got a party hat on and so he was like you think this is a game you think this is our mother he didn't say that child but he did he did get really like serious with her real quick and was like you think this is a game this is not a game the world is going to end in just a, a mere a few mere hours like this is not a game megan and so she was like, I know this is not a game. Y'all, he ended up grabbing her. And so once he grabbed her and got like up in her face some more, Luke came over and came to her rescue and pushed Ned up off of her. He did what he was supposed to do, defending her, right? Even if they aren't together, you don't put your hands on no woman. And then not only that, dude, you, you are a grown-ass man. What are you doing touching this teenager like this? Okay, she is a child. So... Luke come over to defend her. They get into it. Ned end up him and him up again. He's a child as well. So what are you doing? Because if he really wanted to, they could press charges. So he ended up getting in Luke's face talking about how he's just like his dad and he thinks that, you know, he can do whatever he wants and say whatever he wants to whatever to whoever and whomever. And people are going to bend to whatever he says and the rules don't apply to him. But he's going to find out really soon that he's dead wrong. Okay. A lot sooner than he thinks so bad omens are all in the air okay so summer of 2000 Megan ends up running into Jeff um, at the grocery store she's gonna get ready to walk in and he's putting groceries in his car because he's gonna get ready to go off to USC next week okay his parents are taking him down there and they're gonna stop at a few places kind of make it a road trip thing well what about you Megan what are you gonna do and He's asking her when she's leaving for UW, and she was like, I don't even think that's going to happen anymore because I got this misdemeanor for the fake IDs. They found the watermark, and so he was like, damn, that's my fault. What's your fault, Jeff? And so Jeff goes on to confess to her that he got hemmed up trying to purchase some beers with that fake ID that they made for him. And so once the sheriff brought him in, he ended up snitching on, snitching on her and diming her out. And so she got pissed at him, rightfully so okay and so he was like i'm sorry i really did try to tell him that it was my fault but he wasn't trying to listen okay he just wanted what i knew and so that was that so she's pissed okay enjoy your college years so then um we go over to the winter of 99 and megan and luke are back at the cabin and or they're somewhere and they're talking about what they're going to do since uh tim's parents are coming home early okay so now they can't have the party well what about megan's house megan's mom has the flu so that's definitely a no-go and we know that casa chambers is out just because daddy steve is prepping for doomsday even though it's supposed to be like a slight thunderstorm or something so he ends up mentioning that daddy steve recently purchased um the old cannery down the way i think it's just like a little hole in the wall right and he is going to eventually turn it into to 
to some stores y'all like i can't talk today into some stores but for right now it's the perfect location for a party and so megan is really hesitant about it she feels like you know everything is happening the way it is supposed to happen this is kind of like a perfect storm type of situation and she feels like with all of this stuff that's happening the with the ned and then no real location for the party that this is a sign that that maybe they shouldn't have it okay well luke is feeling quite the opposite very optimistic about tonight he wants tonight to be very memorable and i'm just like luke <sighs> y'all we're gonna see how this play out so luke is called into daddy steve's office because this is the third phone call that daddy steve has received in regards to luke and ned's altercation in the parking lot and instead of daddy steve commending luke for doing what was right um he doesn't even ask what happened before he gets off into his butt about how he's making the family look bad first it was the tapes now it's this his actions have consequences what is he going to do okay you're being stupid you have to make better decisions just like completely down in him and so luke tries to explain what happened and he says you always taught me to do what was right to stand up for what was right which i think most of our parents have right and so he ends up telling him that ned was getting real handsy with megan and so he stepped in to kind of you know get him off of her and so he was like, yeah, you had really good intentions, but it was really bad execution. I mean, this is, after all, the crazy neighbor that I'm already at war with because of property lines. And here you come putting your hands on them, making it worse. So I was just really disappointed in Daddy Steve because I felt like he was sending the wrong message to Luke, okay? And then just also reaffirming the fact that Luke always feels like regardless of what he does it's never good enough for his dad or his dad always spins it to where it's somehow Luke's fault and y'all he even brought up the instance about the tapes he was like first the tapes now this sir do you not remember that your other son that you praise even when he's wrong filmed those tapes he's the one that made those tapes not Luke now Luke was the one that turned y'all in and got y'all caught up but he's not the one who made those tapes. So I was very disappointed in Daddy Steve, okay? So the message has been sent to Luke. He received it. Just stop doing stuff, okay? Even if it is right, don't say anything because you're going to get in trouble either way. So then um, we go to the summer of 99. They're in the cabin. And they're going through some stuff um, as far as, like, looking for, I think they're looking for something. Flashlights, candles, all that stuff, right? So, this is a storm, y'all. So, um, a storm is coming. So, Megan ends up finding a box where the rope is to tie down the kayak. So, they found that. And then, um, she also ended up finding some walkie-talkies in there. Or, at least one. And so... They reminisce on all the good times that they had, you know, just growing up as best friends. They would run through the woods. They would play in the, you know, just out in the open for hours and hours on end, sundown to sunup, uh, or from sunup to sundown, rather. And so then um, she ends up mentioning how that one time they used the walkies 
she thought she remembered that this was uh, a joke that was played on Brent, but it was actually played on Luke. And so she she goes on to talk about how they put the the walkie, one of the walkies, up under Luke's tent, and he thought that aliens were coming to invade him, to invade his body. <laughs> and so he was like, you know, thank you for scarring me for life. Is that a third joking around? And so he turns it on, and it it's got some juice, y'all. So he was like, do you want to run out into the woods and play Secret Spy and finish up that mission? I mean, well, why not? It's been a long time, right? You're only a kid once. And once you cross into adulthood, it's very tough to go back. <laughs> so why not? So then we go over to the year 2000, summer of 2000, and Brent comes to Megan to let her know about the information that Daddy Steve's P.I. was able to find on her. And so she's upset that Daddy Steve is found on her, but he's just curious, curious as to what in the hell is going on between her and Ned, okay? He's just a friend, you know, he's innocent, this, that, and the third. And so he was like, that ain't what I heard. Uh, you know, considering what happened in the parking lot. And so she was like, yeah, no, it's it's really not what you thought it was, okay? But either way, it's still problematic, right? And so, um, so then he goes on to tell her how Ned, he's, he's into some other stuff that you're not aware of, okay? And just because you think that he cool, he may be showing you one side of his face, okay? You ain't seen the other side yet. And be careful, you know, just hanging around him because he may eventually bring you down with him, okay? And so he goes on to tell her that Ned was fired from his job because he stole millions of intellectual property from them. And then not only that, but he also assaulted his boss and put his ass up in the hospital. So, although, like I said, you think Ned is sweet and innocent, he's harmless, you know, this, that, and the third, that may just be the face that he wants you to see, okay? Be careful who you associate with, so. Winter of 99, and we see Luke walking out of Daddy Steve's office, and Brent is kind of just standing back, listening to the whole exchange. And so... He ends up saying that he got called down there, and he was like, yep, been there, done that, done wore the t-shirt and all, okay? You're such a disappointment. And so then he was like, look, okay, my advice to you is even if you know that you're right, don't even try to fight back with him because it's just going to make it worse for you. You're just going to keep digging yourself a bigger hole, so the bigger hole, so just keep your head down and don't argue. So... Luke ends up telling him that he was thinking about throwing a party down at the cannery, but the thing is, if he gets caught, then he's as good as dead. And it's a good place to have the, the party because nobody's really down there, not even the police. And so he was like, well, okay, there's an easy solution for that. Just don't get caught. And so Brent ends up sneaking the keys for the cannery from like the little lock place where all of the keys to the properties are held. And he was like, but if you do get caught, just know I'm gonna rat you out. And oh, by the way, happy new year. Oh, so maybe he wasn't such a douche all the time. <laughs> so then we go to the summer of 99. We see Megan and Luke, they're running through the woods, just having a good time, y'all. Let me go back. Now, I ain't one to camp, but I wouldn't mind, 
okay? Doing certain things that I used to do when I was a kid, okay? Especially nap time. I love naps, y'all. <laughs> love naps and playing video games, too. I don't have enough time to do that. That's my stress relief. So anyway, we go over to the winter of 99, and Megan is anxiously sitting on her bed. She finally gets up, and she walks to the bathroom sink and we see that there is a pregnancy test sitting there and she looks at the results and those eyes couldn't get any water if you paid her to because that test reveals that Megan is expecting who's the daddy y'all surely it's Luke okay but what is his reaction gonna be okay quick thought y'all I thought about something considering the fact how Daddy Steve has already been all up in his business as of late, and Luke keeps making it worse and worse for him, reputation-wise, right now. What if, what if, Daddy Daddy Steve found out about Megan's pregnancy, and he killed Luke because he knew that this was definitely going to sour his reputation in the town just a thought y'all okay back to your regularly scheduled programming so we're in the winter of 99 and the cannery looks pretty nice you guys for a party in the 90s we've got the you know the little break led lights that uh light up once you break them and then oh, y'all remember when we used to put those on our skates when we would go skating listen okay they used to have those glow in the dark parties anyway streamers hanging all of that right so he ends up, uh, they end up passing some guy that's got like all this metallic stuff going on on his belt loop, okay? I guess in preparation for what may or may not happen once the year crosses over. And so he ends up asking her what she believes is going to happen. And she says that, you know, sometimes the she feels like the banks may go haywire for a few hours or they may shut down for a few hours. The sheriff's, um, the uh, walkies may get a little crisscross for a few hours, but... I mean, that that's probably the most that she believes will happen, okay? Not too much excitement is going to be taking place. And so, he says, well, you know, regardless of what happens, I'm always going to be here to have your back, okay? So, they're flirting, it's cute, whatever. So, then we see Jeff. He's going around the table asking everybody, do they have any concerns or uh, any thoughts about Y2K? And one of the girls says that she doesn't want to die a virgin if the world is coming to an end. So one of the guys says that he can handle that for her, but, you know, he gets shut down real quick. And then one of their friends, Eric, mentions how he's afraid that robots are going to take over. And so they start laughing at him, and in my head I'm thinking, maybe not in the year 2000, but it's definitely coming, okay? With all this AI stuff going on. Y'all, I went to the store the other day. <laughs> I didn't even know they had started implementing this in some of the stores, y'all. You know how, like, they have the conveyor belt? Once you scan your item, y'all, and place it down, there must be a sensor there. The conveyor belt moves your groceries down so you can pack up your groceries. Crazy, right? What do you need a person for? Unless there's a spill somewhere. So anyway, he might be on to something. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so back to 
the party. <laughs> so we're in the summer of 99 and they finally make it to whatever tree stump they were thinking that was farther off in the woods, okay? And it is not what they all remember it to be. Of course, you've gotten bigger, okay? It's not going to seem like that when you're a lot taller. It's been years since y'all have been out there, so of course things are going to change. But now this is their time where they're throwing subtle hints at each other that they are fond of each other and are digging each other. But when, again, Luke possibly feels that they're about to kiss or do something, he's looking at her like, okay, girl, make a move. She ends up pushing him. You know how... uh when little kids have a crush on somebody, they kick them or they, they do something, right? To distract them from the true feelings. So she ends up pushing them and they run further, okay? So anyway, to the summer of 2000, Megan goes over to um, Ned's house, Crazy Cabin Ned's house. And she wants to see if there's anything that he can possibly do about her misdemeanor that's on her record. And so he was like, no, okay, I I'm so sorry to hear that or whatever. But no, that, that it can, can, can get really messy. Um, there's a paper trail there. So no, I won't be able to help you with this one. And so she felt like Crazy Cabin Ned was her last hope for that part. And he was like, for what? Okay, because she needs to go to college. Well, why? Okay, college is just going to give you a diploma. And in most instances, he's right. <laughs> most people do not put their college degrees to use. Okay, and so he was like, you can set your own path as a coder. Most coders don't even finish college. And so that's not all that she came over here for. And she ends up revealing to him that Daddy Steve is looking at him for Luke's murder. And so she goes on to mention how they know about the intellectual property being stolen and he got upset because he was like how can i steal something that was mine to begin with that's a really good thought process but crazy cabinet may need to make sure that he's on his medications okay that's all i'm gonna say too because it seemed like he he a little off okay so we go back over to the winter of 99 and we now know that Megan is pregnant. Okay, so her and Luke are kind of um, still... Oh, well, this was prior to me cutting to the summer of 2000, y'all. My apologies. Um, but anyway, I'm just going to go ahead and run this whole thing. So we're at the winter of 99. And we now know that Megan is pregnant. Um, we did see her drinking something, but I don't think it had any alcohol in it. So then her and Izzy start to talk. She gives Izzy her drink, asking her to go ahead and take it because, you know, she's going to be there for a while. She needs to pace herself. She's had several, so she claims. So Izzy tries it. Hmm, not that bad. It's actually pretty good. And so then um, they make some more small talk, and then they bring up the plunge. And she confronts Izzy based off of what Luke has told her. And so she was like, no, that's not what happened. He kissed me. And so she was like, well, why didn't you tell me? Okay, and so she was like, I didn't want to mess up whatever you guys had going on, which is what I thought. Okay, she was just trying to be a good friend. And so she was like, how is that you calling yourself being a good friend? You're supposed to have my back. Well, damn if she do, damn if she don't, Megan. What do you want her to do? And so 
she didn't really see it as a big deal she just thought that luke was making a mistake however she does feel like every time something happens and it's regarding those two that megan always chooses luke's side and she was like that's not fair no i don't you're doing it now girl okay and so she was like you know what you can't even trust me anymore or yeah try to believe me and then she ends up storming off right so then megan goes looking for luke and one of the girls mentions that she thinks that he went with the guys to go buy some more beer so i guess he was gonna get ready to but they're still there okay so she she comes outside and she overhears them talking and luke is putting on this macho bravado type of type of persona to the guys talking about how um you know megan has been handling the safe the sex tape very well she hasn't really given him any pushback about it and then um okay and so i was like okay well you know he's just playing into that part because he don't want anybody to know that megan is the one that's in the tape not izzy so then the guys start going further and further with it like oh well you know i once dated or dated two girls and teasing them how they feel like luke couldn't handle both girls even if he wanted to and so he was like no okay i i got them wrapped around my finger i can have them doing whatever i, I say you know if i say jump they gonna say how high type of type of talking to the guys right and so then he says as a matter of fact i made a move on izzy after the plunge yesterday and she was totally digging it so now megan is like oh, oh my goodness so izzy was telling the truth what's gonna happen after this party y'all let's get to that part summer of 2000 and we're still at ned's house and he is visibly upset y'all he's like okay well what's good for the goose is good for the gander so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna go ahead and look up all the dirt that i can on steve and see what i can find out okay but just as they're doing that megan realizes that he, he's got cameras okay how long have you had those cameras there have they always been trained on the road coming up to your house and so then they end up seeing daddy steve and brent pull up okay so she was like oh my goodness they can't know that i'm here and he tells her to sneak out the back door so she does so as she's sneaking out the back door brent is coming through the woods trying to make sure i guess that maybe crazy ned doesn't escape and so he spots megan but he ends up telling her to go ahead and go about her business so ned and daddy steve get into a confrontation because steve feels like maybe luke found out that ned was up to no good doing some hacker illegal stuff that he shouldn't have been doing and then ned offed him because he was getting too close and so he wants answers he demands answers how dare you go ahead and involve a young girl like megan okay she she's a child and so they're going back and forth it starts to get real ugly and real threatening and ned's got his shotgun okay so daddy steve keeps stepping closer and he was like look if you cherish your life and you don't want things to get ugly i suggest you go ahead and take your son to get up out of here and he uh cocked the shotgun and so he pull up his sleeves like he finna do something he roll up his sleeves and he's like you ain't gonna do nothing and he walks the opposite way y'all oh crisis averted but ned looked like he was shook okay i don't think he killed anybody because 
if he was a, a natural born killer like that okay he could have took daddy steve out without even batting the eyelash okay and he wouldn't have looked as shook as he did so i don't think he did anything to luke so we can go ahead and cross him off the list too so then um we go over to megan luke and uh ned megan oh we're in the summer of 99 y'all so megan and luke are still running through the woods and they're on their walkies right he's chasing her or they're trying to find each other still doing the secret mission thing and he's telling her to be careful because things are different now okay they're uh they've got different property property owners there okay the i guess the kids that they grew up with they no longer live there ned is their new neighbor okay and he's a little off his rocker he actually calls him the unabomber and so just as he's giving her the advice to watch her back he turns around and he actually runs into ned and ned tells him that the frequency on that walkie is trash okay let me show you how to fix it but he's very intimidating right so as he's fixing this luke is apologizing to him because he didn't realize that he had stepped over property lines and Ned gets real close to his ear and he mentions how he he cherishes his privacy okay so just watch where you step in next time and it should sound a lot better frequency wise <laughs> so all the while while they're having their conversation Megan is going over the walkie like hey you okay you're not saying anything are you good and so he was like, yeah, you know, I just got turned around. I'm headed back now or whatever. So there was another. That was the first run in, I'm assuming. All right. So now we know Ned is he crazy. But again, if he wanted to hurt Luke, he had the opportunity. Okay. So we go back to the winter of 99. We're back at the party. And Megan is still looking for Luke or well actually she done found him but she actually runs into jeff it's 10 minutes till new year's and so jeff runs into her and he ends up asking her you know do you have any last minute new year resolutions and so she was like next year i'm gonna take my own life into my own hands i'm gonna create my own destiny okay and i'm not gonna be played like no sucker she didn't say that but she said she she was tired of being played she wasn't gonna be played for a fool and so he was like did i miss something no nope you called it new new her new year so there's that right so then um she ends up running into izzy and she was like look i need to talk to you i'm so sorry that i didn't believe you earlier um, but I really need to talk to you. So she was like, nah, now's not a good time, okay? So she was trying to give her the cold shoulder, but she ends up grabbing her hand and telling her that it's an emergency, okay? And so she ends up getting sneaking her off, you know, to a little private area, and she explains to her that she realizes that Luke was lying to her about the whole kiss situation, and basically she wants to plot revenge, okay? She wants to make Luke you know knowing them a he he's gonna wish that he didn't know who they was okay that's what i meant to say so we see that megan is on get back time okay so i'm not sure what the plan is but yeah so she tells izzy to go ahead and head to the cabin and whatever plan they got set in place 
this involves Izzy leaving before they do, right? So then we go back to uh, the summer of 99. Okay, y'all, I'm a little, I'm, I'm not sure where I am on the timeline, but I'm going to just tell you what happened. So in the winter of 99, we're back at the party and it's time, y'all. Okay, we're going to count down. And Megan ends up finding him, okay? She gives him a big old kiss, and he was like, oh, hey, that's my girl, okay? Don't y'all want to say some of that PDA for, you know, the next few minutes? No, okay, why wait? We here now. So then it's time. They start counting down. Happy New Year! Woo! And so they all kiss, you know, laugh, hug, do all that type of stuff. And then she ends up whispering in his ear, <clears throat> why don't we go back to the cabin and celebrate just the two of us? And so he was like, shoot, yeah, I'm down. Okay. <sighs> then we go to the summer of 2000. Y'all, Megan is at the house and she receives a phone call. Damn, that was quick, y'all. It's her principal. And she's calling to give her the bad news that she had to report the misdemeanor to UW, and as a result, the scholarship has been rescinded. So Megan just is devastated, y'all. She slides down to the floor. She starts crying. All while principal's like, Megan, Megan, are you there? Girl, shut up. Okay, you know you just crushed my whole spirit. We ain't got nothing else to talk about. Get off my phone. <laughs> I can't even go to school now. So, y'all, Megan, is. I do feel bad for her in this instance. I really do. So we'll see what the fallout is from that. Um, and then we go to the summer of 99. And Luke and Megan are now sitting on the dock. They got their feet uh, almost in the water. <laughs> they're sitting on the dock, y'all. And they're looking at their names that they carved into the wood ages and ages ago. And as a reminder, um, Actually, Luke still has a scar from that whole situation. So he mentions how, you know, the party was dope last night. However, um, you know, things were getting out of hand. A lot of people were acting like idiots. And, um, you know, it just is what it is. And so he was like, correction, okay. I was being an idiot. And I do, however, remember a lot of the night. And so he ends up saying how... Um, he, he, um, he, she said something earlier about how she, uh, missed the fact that they grew up, um, in the cabins together, okay? And so he says that he misses that too, okay? And that was one of his favorite parts of his young adult life. Okay, hanging out with her, them being friends and developing this tight bond. And he says that, shoot, honestly, if he had to go somewhere and she wasn't there, he didn't, he, he doesn't want to be there. Okay, he wants to be around her all the time in her presence because she makes him happy. And so, um, as he's talking about his whole scar story, um, she ends up grabbing his hand. They lock hands, y'all. And so then he goes on to say that he remembers last night, um, even though he was an idiot. 
and she she starts to say something however he cuts her off by kissing her it's really cute okay it's teen angst initially but then it's like oh it's so cute little puppy love young love y'all don't y'all remember the face but anyway that's how the episode is y'all it's so cute right so cute um like i said i know i went out of order that last one but let me pause it real quick and make sure i didn't forget something hold on y'all okay y'all so it wasn't in order but i did cover everything so the way that the episode ended was megan asking him did they want to go back to the cabin to celebrate all right so let me know what y'all think of course we know that megan and izzy's plan is going to now be in effect but it's gonna go awry some kind of way so we'll see okay but everybody did see megan and luke leaving the party together <sighs> this is gonna get interesting so who's gonna close up shop at the cannery okay is the sheriff gonna find out what's going on down there is daddy steve gonna come down there and see what's going on y'all this is gonna get so messy but i'm so excited to see what's gonna happen these last couple of episodes i think it's 10 episodes so we got three left okay i did two in one day i really wanted to do one more but i ran out of time today y'all but i hope um that you guys stay safe i hope y'all have a wonderful rest of the week let me know who you think is the killer for luke you can reach me at menu tv reviews on facebook and on instagram um you can also reach me at my tv reviews podcast without the s on the end at gmail.com y'all shout out to toya okay if y'all have not checked out her youtube page um and she's been posting like a lot of fitness stuff too because your girl she looking good okay that's all i'm saying girl i'm so proud of you toya you are doing your thing and you know you are an inspiration girl so if y'all haven't checked out her youtube page it's pieces of lily of course she covers her entire journey with her daughter who um was diagnosed with autism so you guys go check out her page she's doing amazing work over there i love you Toya. all right that's all i have you guys please stay safe out there and until we meet over the airwaves again i will talk to you guys later oh no that's not how this goes <laughs> so until we meet over the airwaves again i am mo and i will talk to you guys later there it is bye y'all so summer of 99 megan and izzy are still cleaning up and they're talking about beer possibly being found in mama debbie's closet well at least that's what they hope it is and then they talk about missing socks and how megan is never going to get that twisted again and she Izzy's like, girl, okay, once you get a good detox, you'll be ready to retox in a few days. <laughs> oh, Lord. What are y'all's, like, if y'all drink like that, what are some of y'all's remedies so y'all won't have a bad hangover? Some people recommend drinking, like, Pedialyte before you get started. Some people say take, like, an aspirin and drink a whole bunch of water prior to. I don't know, okay, because I don't get twisted like that. So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> they get a knock at the door and it is luke okay and so everything is kind of awkward at first and um then izzy ends up basically forcing him to help them clean up by handing him a box of bags oh, there you go okay and so i think that he wanted to come over and talk to megan about what happened yesterday at the party as far as, as them uh going ahead and proceeding with their relationship 
and what could possibly happen but yeah no okay we'll we'll curb that conversation for later so then we go to the winter of 99 and megan and luke are in the store and he's talking about how he wants to do all of this y2k stuff y2k this y2k that he wants to make y2k cocktails and megan is over it okay and so then she brings up the fact that a lot of people have all of these weird conspiracy theories about the world ending and he says that when he was at the precinct he heard somebody saying how they thought the aliens were gonna do like an invasion of some sorts and i didn't hear that when y'all okay so do y'all remember where y'all were when the year 2000 hit y'all remember most of the theories that were going around were that all of the computers were going to shut down or we, they were all going to get like this big virus and you know tech technologically everything was going to shut down so i was over my dad's house i think i was 10 right i had just turned 10 so date me <laughs> i had just turned 10 and y'all i was nervous and literally like after 1201 i was like oh lights still on clock still working computer still working we're good i'm going to sleep <laughs> but it was fun right so anyway they start talking about that and then all of a sudden megan ends up asking luke what did he think izzy meant by by kissing him yesterday at the plunge and so he was like i don't know and then y'all he tries to like start a pot some more by saying that he feels like Izzy is jealous of what they have and how she's always trying to include herself and what they got going on and how she really doesn't like them being, uh, you know, together by themselves without her. And so Megan, she's hearing what she, what he's saying, but I think she's picking up all, all of these weird cues that he's giving out. Like, no, that doesn't sound right. And she even called him out on one of them and she was like, well, she was actually the one that recommended that me and you get together. Like, she broke up with you so we could get together. So, I that doesn't make sense. Thank you, Megan, for using your brain. And so, I don't know what Luke's motive is at this point. Like I said, I think he's probably just upset at the fact that Izzy turned him down. And he secretly probably wanted to be with Izzy more than he did Megan. But it is what it is okay he was just going to be a summer fling probably izzy was going to eventually move on to somewhere else and gone by her business it was never going to be a forever type of thing with them but i don't know what luke's motives are at this point but maybe crazy crazy cabinet ain't too far off when he was saying how the apple don't fall too far from the tree not saying that he's going to use his power privilege um to that extent that his dad does but in the same token like what is your motive to break up their friendship and so this gives megan something to think about I'm, i don't know if uh she's gonna ever confront izzy about it but when he asked megan did izzy mention the kiss she was like no she didn't say anything so that just lets you know that maybe she's trying to be a good friend because if she would have told her hey your dude tried to kiss me then that may potentially like break up what they had going on and megan really does like him so i don't know i don't know i don't know i probably would still end up telling her but i would i would think about it for a while so we, we would pray on it for a little bit so then we go over to the summer of 2000 and daddy steve 
P.I. done put in a little bit of work, all right? He done bought back some results. Way more than the sheriff done produced with his little donut coffee drink itself, right? So he ends up telling Brent about how um, he ended up finding out that Megan is basically like a little part-time hacker at this point. She hacks into these computer systems, gets information and pays it to people that are interested in getting whatever information she needs for them. So that's how she's making her living right now. And then what else did he mention? Oh, he also mentioned that she had learned how to hack through Crazy Cabinet. Okay. And so Daddy Steve is reaching very far and very wide because then he goes on to say that he believes that Crazy Cabinet was the one who might have possibly killed Luke. Well, what would be his motive? And even Brent asked him that. That doesn't even make any sense. And so Daddy Ned, with uh, Daddy Steve was just like, well, maybe you remember that one time that um, there was that altercation in the parking lot. Well, that was over Megan. So maybe the next time Luke ran into Crazy Cabinet, he bumped into him and the Crazy Cabinet just went apeshit on him. Like, none of that makes sense to me. And like I said, even Brent thinks that it's a stretch. But that's all that Daddy Steve can go for right now because he doesn't have much to work with, okay? Private P.I. is still trying to figure some stuff out for him. And so he's just going to have to be patient and wait for the rest of the puzzle pieces to fall into place, just like the rest of us.